enjoy spending time outdoors? How do you get children excited about outdoor play? Hey, it's Ruby, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. We all know inherently that spending time outside is good for us, but do we know why? Spending time in nature and engaging in many different activities outdoors has so many wonderful benefits for kids and adults. It helps us stay healthy by getting us moving, you know, things like going for a long walk or a quick jog. Children develop both fine and gross motor skills by exploring the outdoors through activities like climbing, skipping, swinging on monkey bars, and even drawing on the sidewalk with chalk. When children are given these opportunities to move and play outside, you're helping them in holistic ways. For instance, a child will use up their natural stores of energy while playing outside, which promotes better eating and sleeping habits. They'll be exhausted and hungry and ready for that nap. Another example is the opportunity they'll have to explore their surroundings. When they play at heights or at high speeds, they'll engage their risk-taking and problem-solving abilities. Not only does this benefit their physical health, but their emotional health as well. They'll grow as confident humans, knowing that failure simply means that they can try and try again. And one of perhaps some lesser known facts is something as simple as seeing a tree or a garden reduces stress and anxiety and increases our overall mental health. One of the ways to engage in self-care, like we discussed in previous episodes, was to go outside and enjoy nature. The fresh air and being around nature is a form of mindfulness and relaxation. There's a man named Eric Frum. He's a social psychologist and he coined the term biophilia which explains that as humans, we have this natural, innate, deep need to connect with nature and other living things. You know, we're basically all interconnected through the web of life, and we have a need to nurture that relationship, even as young children. When given the chance to connect with nature, children can grow up with a respect for all living things. And I'm not just talking about humans, but trees and animals and flowers. You know, when they learn that gardens produce the food we eat, They grow to appreciate where the food comes from. Nature has value and children can learn to protect it. So what happens when children don't have these opportunities to engage in outdoor activities? In his book called Last Child in the Woods, which I encourage you all to read, author Bridget Liu suggested that children are more prone to nature deficit disorder. Now, before you get too concerned, this disorder is not actually recognized in medical manuals. Richard Luke simply considers it a metaphor used to explain our lack or decreasing time spent outdoors and our alienation from nature caused from things like watching too much TV, not having green spaces available where you live, and having a general disconnect from outside environments. There's a quote from one of the children that Richard Luke interviewed for his research that always stuck with me. He asked the child why he preferred playing indoors instead of outdoors. And the child responded with, quote, because that's where all the outlets are. So think about like in the last 20 years with the huge boom of technology, humans begin spending less time outdoors and more time indoors with all types of new gadgets. Just like that child um, made that comment about, you know, that all the outlets are indoors. So, of course, I'm going to want to spend my time inside with all these new toys I have, Um, for instance. I remember cassettes and landline phones. These were taken over by CDs and then MP3 players and, you know, those brick-looking portable phones. 
And then all those gadgets became one thing, um, you know, on your cell phone. There was such a huge technological boom in the last 20 years. So think about it. Kids these days <laughs> don't understand phrases like dial the number or hang up the phone or roll up the window. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. It's no wonder that children begin to spend less time outdoors. They were too busy figuring out their new computers and video game consoles. This may even be true to this day. I mean, what electronics keep us inside that may hinder our time spent outside? Is technology contributing to nature deficit disorder in children? Technology has come so far in such little time. Do you remember playing outside until the streetlights came on? Is this still an experience that children can relate to today? You know, nature deficit disorder can be tied to the overuse of technology or screen time. This is believed to affect children's development by creating, you know, things like attention difficulties, there's the rising rates of child and adult obesity, and even vitamin D deficiencies. The important thing here is to remember that technology is not the enemy and nature deficit disorder doesn't have to exist. You know, electronical gadgets from laptops and smartphones to medical devices have come a long way in contributing to our health and wellness, as well as our education. For the children of today, growing up with so many other ways to keep them busy, like iPhones and Xboxes, we need to encourage a healthy balance of screen time and outside time. It's totally doable, but it starts with you. Model a healthy relationship with both. Now do me a favor, take a deep breath. This was a lot of information to process. I have more good news. Let's talk more about that after the short break. Check out the new Casido online course, Introduction to Ethics in the Early Childhood Profession. Earn two KDHE clock hours as you explore the National Association for the Education of Young Children Code of Ethics and how to solve common ethical dilemmas in the early childhood workplace. You can visit our website for more information at casito.org. That's K-C-C-T-O dot org. As educators and parents, you've heard about the positive aspects to being outside and being exposed to nature in different forms. But maybe there are things outside of your control that keep you from doing it. Perhaps you live in a very urban area and safety is a very valid concern. Maybe you have minimal availability to green spaces that are nearby. I grew up in a rural uh, western Kansas town and I had plenty of opportunities to be outdoors in a variety of contexts. For example, for the first 16 years of my life, we lived next to a feedlot where my father was employed and I saw and smelled cows every day. We played outside with the neighbor kids year round and our fun involved, um, you know, searching for shiny rocks and playing with mud and seeing who could ride down the hill on their bikes the fastest. As you might guess, the topic of exposure to nature has been something I felt really strongly about for years, and it's influenced my uh, practice as an early childhood educator. In fact, I published an article with two of my mentors, Dr. Bronwyn Fees and Dr. Julia Chakwadi, on the topic of preschool children and their biophilia. We wanted to learn if there were any differences between rural and urban preschool children in their preference to being outside and their connection to nature. I thought surely rural children were at a better disposition to experience nature in their everyday lives, while urban children likely didn't have parks or other types of greenery nearby. After countless interviews where I asked little children their thoughts and feelings on things like playing in the mud, picking up worms, running through grass, and recycling, 
we were happy to discover that living in these two different areas did not have a huge effect on their general affinity to nature. Children in both rural and urban areas seemed to have a natural fear of spiders and snakes, but overall they had a general appreciation for animals and plants and protecting our earth by picking up after themselves and not littering in green spaces. It was incredible to witness two completely different groups of preschoolers tell me how their parents and teachers taught them about things like being gentle with our pets, not stomping on anthills, why we recycled, and even growing vegetables in gardens. It can be easy to dwell on the negative effects of not spending enough time outdoors and worrying if our children are spending too much time in front of screens. As everything else in life, I think there can be a healthy balance of both, which is great for overall development and intellectual growth in children. So I want to share a few quick and easy ideas that may help get you and your children outside to play. Maybe take a walk around the block, go to the park, or follow a trail. Visit the community garden if you have one, or start one in your backyard or on your balcony. Care for a caterpillar. This makes for such a fun science project too. Set screen limits. Encourage a healthy balance of both screens and playing outside. Try taking indoor activities outside. Read on the porch or take a picnic lunch outside in the front yard. Even if you just need five minutes of fresh air to clear your head before getting back into the grove of your day, remember, when you positively embrace and model respect for nature and outdoor activities for children, you are encouraging them to get out and play, developing lifelong healthy habits. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casido Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families, Child Care, and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email us at kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kidsthesedayspod and now on Twitter at ktdpod. Be sure to check out the infographic and other resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Rudy Benavides. Infographics by Rudy Benavides. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod.